to your pocket. It's time for Utah Tech Athletics on Utah Tech Radio, 91.3 The Blades. KUTU Santa Clara. Utah Tech Athletics on Utah Tech Radio is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now it's time for Utah Tech Athletics. Good afternoon. We are excited to be with you here, not usually at this hour. We're here early. That means it's tournament time here for the Western Athletic Conference Tournament of Women's Basketball, the first day of women's basketball action, and then that will be replicated tomorrow by the men's side of things. Men's basketball will be in action tomorrow night, but right here, right now, it is the Lady Trailblazers as the better seed hosting well, neutral site here, but playing against the Utah Valley Wolverines. Trailblazers are 2-0 on the year over Utah Valley. And this is actually a consecutive game against the Wolverines as the last game of the season. The Trailblazers got a victory in Orem, Utah, over the Wolverines. Spencer Porter alongside Martin Kelly. We're excited to bring you this matchup. And this is really a game that Utah Tech... You know, as the five seed should be able to pull off. Yeah, this is should be one that Utah Tech shouldn't have too much problem with. Obviously, the last game between Utah Valley and Utah Tech ended the season. That's when Emily Isaacson had another 20-point-plus game for her, and she had 26 in that game as well. And She was considered the player of the week off of uh, that one and the game that she had in the Burns Arena senior night uh, against Grand Canyon University. So she was, she was able to win that award for the week. Congratulations to Emily Isaacson on that one. One of the few seniors on this team, Spencer, one of the few veterans on this team. And this one is a good matchup between Utah Tech and Utah Valley. Utah Valley, not the most highest seed team in this conference to start with as it is the Hercules WAC Conference Tournament being played in Las Vegas and this is we are in the Orleans Arena Spencer we're here we're having fun it's a good time to be in Las Vegas you and I were walking the strip earlier this morning saw the Mandalay Bay saw New York New York we had ourselves a good time we went to the MGM we put a couple bets down hopefully our bets work out later tonight but nonetheless it has been a fun exciting way to lead up to the WAC Conference Tournament, Spencer. The women's team have not been part of a WAC Conference Tournament or a have been in a position for it since the Pac West days when they were still a D2 school. The men's team, that was the last team to go to a tournament for the basketball programs. That was in the RMAC Tournament when they lost in the second round to Colorado Mesa on their own home floor in that one. So it has been a while since Utah Valley and Utah Tech have been, I mean, excuse me, it's been a while since Utah Tech has been in a conference tournament and has competed for a championship. It sure is. And, yeah, here in Las Vegas, weather is quite favorable. It's getting nice here. Over the weekend, it was great weather in southern Utah. This is the second game of the tournament as a whole. The game before us, Sam Houston State beating Abilene Christian 82-81. to Wow. The Bearcats scoring 32 points in the fourth quarter to come back from behind outscoring Abilene Christian by 11 in the fourth quarter for the comeback win. And just like that, anything can happen in tournament play. Technically an upset as Sam Houston is the ninth seed, Abilene Christian the eighth seed. And everyone putting their best foot forward. This is when the players really can show out who who is that dog. This is a player's month, and that trickles into April uh, in that Elite Eight Final Four 
for the men's and women's side of things uh, if teams are able to get to that point. Yeah, you know, it's in in our sense of just you and me, Spencer. You know, we're in the Michelob Ultra Arena, and so we hope to transfer down the strip to the Orleans Arena and go call the rest of the tournament over there at the Orleans Arena. Um, and it's a beautiful arena. We went and saw it earlier today as well as we were able to sneak back there and go um, see the arena. Um, this is going to be fun. You're absolutely right, Spencer. This is Players Month. This is March Madness. I mean, it was Selection Sunday is a week away from now. We are anticipating where teams are going to be ranked. And, we, you know, you and I were discussing it off air of where the possibility of the WAC conference champion could be where in the women's it could be either the 12 or the 13 or you know something that is a little lower in the standings you know we don't know which bracket either east west north or south we haven't had that uh, specific um location yet and it's the same thing with the men's tournament obviously last year new mexico state was the representative and this year they they will not be the representative due to their season getting canceled and it's going to be a coin flip for that one as well you, you know it could either be an 11 seed a 12 seed a 13 seed you know whack is being ranked in those type of areas it's so much fun to get into the basketball feeling it's so much fun to get into tournament play it's no longer you know you can take a wednesday off against one team and then go hard on another team on friday night you have one night to show that you are the best team on the floor and today in the sense of any afternoon utah valley utah tech is gonna have to prove that they're better than utah valley and earlier today sam houston proved that they were better than abilene christian so for one day Abilene Christian is not better than Sam Houston, but you never know what happens next season when the regular season gets underway again. Yes, and that game before us finished a few minutes later than expected, but we're still in the warm-up phase here with the Lady Trailblazers facing Utah Valley Wolverines. And for Utah Valley, head coach Dan Nielsen is in his fourth season with the Wolverines. Utah Valley put together a pretty solid year last year. Uh, had two all-whack players, one of them in Josie Williams, who in her senior year, which is right now, she transferred to Louisville. And so she was averaging just a straight-up double-double, absolute just baller from West Haven, Utah. Went to Roy High School up there in northern Utah. And they are without her. They've been without her this whole year. Uh, she's on a different roster. And one of their better players as well, Jaden Brown, has only played 13 games this year. And... Uh, I believe if our research was correct, she's out for the season. And some other girls have had to step up. And it is a very just, I mean, just freshmen and sophomores scattered throughout this lineup. Very young. And they are on a six-game losing streak, are the Wolverines. 3-15 and 15 in conference play. Been able to show off a few impressive showcases. Conference opener, Utah Valley beat Grand Canyon, which as we look back on that, Ends up being a crazy win for them as Grand Canyon was able to get one of those first-round buys, being one of the top four teams in the conference, uh, listed as the three-seed. Yep. And so Utah Valley, starting off conference play, beats Grand Canyon. And just from there with a little bit of injury woes and and just somehow that's how it works. It's not, you know, you're not maybe not as loaded as you were last year. It's a down year. And with the injuries, it's just hard to recover. And for that reason, they are the last seed in the conference tournament this year but everyone right now restarts with a 0-0 record and all that matters is the win at the end of the day yeah as you know just kind of looking at utah valley i mean you're looking at them they haven't had too many bad losses this year obviously they still have 
But my point on that is, you know, they've had, you know, they had an overtime loss in Mexico State. They won over Grand Canyon by two. They lost by 11 to Abilene Christian. They lost by four to Southern Utah. They lost by eight to California Baptist. You know, they lost by eight to Seattle U. They had an overtime win over Tarleton. Um, so, you know, it's kind of been an up and down season for them. They have found some type of success with who they want as their players. They just haven't been able to come up with wins. And, and the reason why I say that is because in their last game against Utah Tech, there was times in that game, Spencer, Utah Tech was trailing against Utah Valley. It was 52-51 at one point. It was 43-44 at one point. There was times in the game where Utah Valley would go down by six and would crawl back within two. So, you know, they do know how to play. They just don't have the enough players to get over the hump. They don't have the 20-point star player to give them the, the wins that they know they can win. So they have to take the losses. They have to take their leakings. They have to take their lessons. And <coughs> in those lessons, they'll come back next season even stronger and better. But for now, they have to go up against Utah Tech. And a Utah Tech team that you and I watched this year, Spencer, moments where they looked really great and moments that we were like, okay, they just don't have it tonight. And so far this year, 18-11 for Utah Tech has proven that J.D. Gustin can coach a D1 level comp, a D1 level competition of a schedule and lead his team to D1 competition level wins and grow the program in the right direction. All Coach Gustin has done year after year is show improvement, better records, better recruiting, and that's all you can ask of him. He's done a great job. This is our King Garf St. George Ford Lincoln game of the day, post game coverage from them, and we're excited to be hosting it here on 903 The Blaze for all of you. We're going to take a quick break here and be back for tip-off of this game between Utah Valley Wolverines and Our Lady Trailblazers. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor's middle school? Would you like directions? No. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Finding lowest airfare to Istanbul. No, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with him over homework. Home walk restaurant need a review? No, I need help. He's very smart, but his mind wanders. He's disorganized. I think I understand. Oh, good. Finding best potatoes for French fries. No! Russet, fingerling, Yukon gold. Why don't you understand me? Sorry, I was trying to show how Connor feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Terry Crews. Actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text diploma to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. That's diploma to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. 
Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor's middle school? Would you like directions? No. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Finding lowest airfare to Istanbul. No, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with him over homework. Home walk restaurant. Need a review? No, I need help. He's very smart, but his mind wanders. He's disorganized. I think I understand. Oh, God. Finding best potatoes for French fries. No! Russet. Fingerling. Yukon Gold. Why don't you understand me? Sorry, I was trying to show how Connor feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Josh Groban. My favorite thing about music is its ability to inspire and nourish the soul. That's why I'm proud to work with Feeding America, an organization that inspires hope for families in need and helps nourish the 16 million kids in this country struggling with hunger. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and helps get it to kids in need, but they can't do it alone. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You're listening to Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all Utah Tech Athletics on Utah Tech Radio. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, we hear you. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Back here in Las Vegas, Mitchell Ultra Arena. Game time is going to be in 15 minutes, 3.30 start. Warm-ups are in action. Taking a little bit longer than expected just because of the close matchup of Sam Houston State and Abilene Christian. We went down to the wire. A lot of lead changes there in the fourth quarter, and Sam Houston State pulls it out. 82 to 81. Haven't talked much about Utah Tech basketball and the starters in this pregame show, but Amber Karchner, Brianna Gillen, Emily Isaacson, Maggie McCord, and Avery Papa have been blessed with the health and have put together a great season, building up that chemistry and just putting so many highlights together, playing so many important minutes together, and just hundreds of possessions. They've done such a great job this year. And Emily Isaacson, in particular, against the Wolverines, has just gone off against them. Most recently, last Thursday, 26 points for Isaacson. 6 of 10 from the three-point range. 10 of 16 shooting overall. And even in the first matchup against uh, Utah Valley a few months back here in the Burns Arena, Emily Isaacson hit three threes. Hit nine threes overall in two games against Utah Valley, and has has just torched them. Yeah, and also she had <clears throat> besides her twenty six points. Um, besides the twenty six points, she also had um, five assists. I mean, excuse me, four assists, five rebounds. So she contributed in other uh, 
areas of the court as well. She's also a good defender. Um, she knows how to stay in front of her uh, competition and control them as well as she can. And you know what? You're right. You know, we haven't talked a whole lot about Emily or Brianna or Avery or Amber or Maggie. And we know those two, those five, um, plus Brooke Vance, plus Ta- uh, Taylor Stimson, and plus a couple other players off the bench will be the core guys, will be the core girls, excuse me, that we'll watch out for today in this matchup for Utah Valley and Utah Tech. And it's going to be a fun one to decipher between these two teams. And you're absolutely right. <clears throat> Looking at the box score here, Spencer, I mean, in the first quarter, I mean, they shot 50% from the field, 50% from the three-point line. They come back in that second quarter. That's their worst quarter of the entire game where they shoot 21% from the field, 27% from the three-point line. They make up for it for going four or six from the free-throw line. And, you know, having those good numbers. And then the next two quarters, they're, you know, they're iffy in some positions and others. But, you know, they stayed with their identity throughout that game. 44% from the field, 40% from the three-point line, 50% from the charity stripe. I mean, they had 24 points in the paint. They had 11 bench points. They took the lead five times. They had five second-chance points. It just was an overall perfect game by Utah Tech over Utah Valley, and it made a big difference in the sense of their momentum walking into this game, you know, with between Utah Valley and having that kind of a mentality of like, okay, if we win today, we know we're going up against California Baptist, a team that likes to shoot, a team that likes to play hard defense, a team that likes to be right up in front of you. So they're going to go from a team that has struggled to potentially a team that has almost the same identity as Utah Tech, being tough on defense, shooting threes, being right up in front of you. So they can go from a matchup where they are favored to a matchup where it might be so even that the tip-off might have you know a 50-50 shot of going either way. So um, it is going to be interesting to see what Utah Tech does today. I think they stick with their original game plan, come out shooting, see what how Utah Valley reacts to that. And I think that'll be the way that they can succeed um, in this game. And it'll be interesting to see how, you know, again, they match up against California Baptist. The last time they lost 75-71. And prior to that, um, that was their only matchup with California Baptist this season. So they only have one tape to go off of. They don't have two game tapes on California Baptist like they have on Utah Valley, like they have on Southern Utah, like they have on some other teams. So they have to take that one tape and learn from that. So Utah Tech really is going to come down to how well can they overcome an inferior opponent and then get ready two days later for a possible either superior or a team that matches up so well with Utah Tech. Yeah, the Trailblazers, even in that first game uh, against Utah Valley, second game of conference play (laughs) was a 10-point win for Utah Tech. But the three-point shooting was 12 of 43. I mean, it is fun to watch the Trailblazers shoot the threes up, but they struggled in that one, shooting 27% from the three-point line, eventually pulling out the win. Four of the five starters in double figures. Uh, Emily Isaacson, like we mentioned, shooting the three-ball well in general overall in the season, and especially against these Wolverines. Yeah, you know, against the Wolverines, this team has been really, really good. They were good against them last year. Spencer, you know, I think they went up, uh, was one for one last year, a win for Utah Valley at Utah Valley and a win for Utah Tech at Utah Tech. So, you know, Coach J.D. Gusson knows how this team works. He knows this coaching staff um, just as well as they know his coaching staff. Um, You know, that's going to be what 
Utah Tech does. You just mentioned it. They live by the three. They die by the three. They're Golden State Warriors. They're the San Antonio Spurs. They're the new movement in basketball where you move the basketball, you try to find enough space, you try to find that clearance, and you try to shoot a three. And Utah Tech this year, both in the men's and in women's, Spencer, I've seen better shooting as a as from the spot up and from the corners, from from the baseline. Those, these two teams have been better at spot-up shooting this year than set shooting threes. You know, I've seen enough set shooting threes where I'm like, okay, they just don't seem to have that full set ready. But when they're in a moment of attack and they got to shoot right there, right now, Emily Isaacson's really good at it. Brianna Gillen's really good at it. Amber Carson's really good at it. From the men's side, we saw Cam Gooding that was good at it. Isaiah Pope and Frank Stain. Just real quick, get it to me. I'll shoot it right here, right now. Let's see if it goes in or go out. So, with that style, you have to find a way to keep momentum in your corner, and you have to find a way to offensive rebound enough to keep the possessions in your hands so that you can keep going with that spot-out three-shooting style. You know, we saw that with the men's team when they went up against Grand Canyon. How many times did we see Grand Canyon fight for rebounds and keep those possessions and keep it on the other side of the half court and work out the defense enough that it wears them out to where they break down in their defensive uh, responsibilities? That's exactly how... Utah Tech's got to play against Utah Valley. How tired can we make them from chasing us like chickens with their heads cut off on the court? You know, you have to have that mentality of making them move around, move around, move around, keep them guessing, don't let them get the answer of who has the ball because if they find out who has the ball, then they'll go attack that person and then your strategy dies right there. So I think Utah Tech, if they find a way to get their spot-up shooting right today, I think that's going to be one of their real key advantages in this game. Most definitely, and the Trailblazers are going to be looking to do that in Obviously, Utah Valley head coach Dan Nielsen, you never want to lose three times to a team in a season. They're going to come out you know, ready, trying to have that chip on their shoulder for an upset. And we are in the first round of conference tournament play. Utah Valley, excuse me, Utah Tech, Lady Trailblazers are the fifth seed, which, in other words, is the best team that did not receive a first round bye. And that's kind of been the Trailblazers' season beating the lower teams of the conference uh, in most cases handily and playing the top four teams in Stephen F. Austin, in California Baptist, in Grand Canyon, Southern Utah very competitively and, and getting a few wins out of that but almost losing to the good teams and beating the decent teams which is because we've seen Utah Tech you know, be a shining star, play some amazing basketball and other times you know, look really streaky, not be able to make their shots. And because of that, anything can happen with the Trailblazers. That They have the potential to beat the best teams in this conference, but they also can get upset as they live by the three and don't hit it at a high level. Yeah, you know, that, that mentality goes back to their one game against Southern Utah in the Burns Arena. I was on hand for that call. They went 2 of 29 from the three-point line. That will never – that kind of is, you know, drilled into my head of just – 2 of 29, I mean, those are, I mean, that's not even at a 10% level there, Spencer. It was under 10%. I've never seen a single-digit percentage for a three-point shooting. I don't think I've ever in my basketball career, so in broadcasting games. So it was it was interesting to see because I guarantee you if Utah Tech would have made, if they went 10 of 29 from that three-point line that night against Southern Utah, I think they win that game. I think that was enough to get them over the hump and get them that win. And they had shooting struggles against California Baptist. They had shooting struggles against Stephen F. Austin. They had shooting struggles against Grand Canyon. They had 
a few shooting struggles against Utah Arlington. They had a, a struggle against University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, who are also in um, this uh, bracket. In our sense of our bracket, we'll be either going up against California Baptist, and the one above us will be Sam Houston or Stephen F. Austin. And against Sam Houston, Utah Tech was a little bit better. So we'll see how that goes, and that will be interesting to watch uh, going forward is will we will we see the number one team in this conference, Stephen F. Austin, who you and I had a chance to call a game, Stephen F. Austin versus Utah Tech, and it did not go well for Utah Tech at all in that game because they fell behind, I think it was about 10 or 15 points, and it was just a steamroll in that fourth quarter. Yeah, the Lady Jacks are a very solid team, uh, very physical, and you know, for the Trailblazers, if they eventually play Stephen F. Austin, I mean, any game is winnable, but the Trailblazers need to match, you know, Ayana Johnson and Bridget's size with threes of their own. And if the Trailblazers can shoot pretty much the best that they have in other games, even like in Seattle U, shooting the ball well, if they can match that, that is what's going to allow them to compete and to have a chance to upset these higher seeds if they have the opportunity to get to that point in the tournament. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with <clears throat> with that matchup down the road. Obviously, we got to get through California Baptist first um, in order to get to Friday to take on Stephen F. Austin. And of course, we never know what happens. You know, maybe Sam Houston State pulls off the upset and beats Stephen F. Austin in that uh, second round matchup, but. For the first round, we know Sam Houston State is moving on. They'll see Stephen F. Austin on Wednesday at noon. If Utah Tech was to win this game, we would have the next game, which would be the quarterfinals on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. Semis are at 12. And the championship game would be on Saturday at 3. So all of this is leading up to our spring break here at Utah Tech, Spencer, but Man, wouldn't it be fun if we had spring break right now? I mean, we wouldn't have to worry about classes or homework or jobs or anything like that. We can just kick back, relax, and call basketball games. But the rest of the world keeps moving on around us, and we got to just keep up as best as we can. Yeah, it's true, but one more week will allow us to have the first week of March Madness as our spring break, so it does work out well. Excited to see what happens. This is the second game of the Western Athletic Conference basketball tournament on the women's side of it, and it is your Utah Tech Trailblazers taking on the Utah Valley Wolverines. We're going to have that for you tip off in about three and a half minutes. We're going to take a quick break here and be back with our game of the day. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Spencer Porter alongside Martin Kelly. We are so excited to get underway for this First round matchup, Utah Tech Trailblazers against the Utah Valley Wolverines. Trailblazers 2-0 on the year against Utah Valley. And we're given this matchup with the seeding as the five-seed Trailblazers matching up with the 11-seed Wolverines. The winner of this game will play Cal Baptist. Cal Baptist, one of the four teams who got a first round bye. And it goes as follows. Stephen F. Austin, the number one seed. Southern Utah, the number two seed. Grand Canyon, the three seed. And Cal Baptist, the four seed. So it will be a four seed, five seed matchup if the Trailblazers win it today. Uh, but we will 
not jump ahead as this is the game on hand now. The starting lineup for Utah Tech will continue to be Brianna Gillen, Amber Karchner, Maggie McCord, Emily Isaacson, and Avery Papa. Yeah, you're five. I apologize. I was looking down at my phone. You're five for Utah Valley in this one will be... Jack, dude, we might. We'll have to go with Kaylee Bayon, Ali Criddle, Shea Fano, and Sage Gibb, and Maya Afoa. Yes, you are absolutely right on that. Jaden Brown has been a star for them, but has been sidelined due to injury and uh, was only able to play about half the games this year. She had 31 points against the Trailblazers on December 31st and uh, just was not able to to stay healthy, which was just really unfortunate for the Wolverines. Yeah, it was unfortunate for the Wolverines. She's one of those top players for them, and, you know, she's always a very good competitor between, you know, the, the Wolverines and the Trailblazers, and she was really good last year, but this year it's just going to have to kind of be short, and <clears throat> we'll see what happens between these two teams. Now we're getting ready for tip-off. Tip-off is underway as... My Afoa going against Avery Papa, and Papa contains that for the Trailblazers into the hands of Brianna Gillen, and we are up and away in Mandalay Bay at the Mitchell Bultra Arena where the defending champion Las Vegas Aces play in the WNBA. But yeah. in this game here, starting off first possession is a three ball from the right wing hit there. By the Trailblazers, first possession is a score and 3-0 lead for Utah Tech. And who none other than Emily Isaacson. She starts us off with that one. She was the one that shot a three last time against these two teams. And she was hot. Nine threes in those two matchups between Utah Valley and Utah Tech. Emily Isaacson off to that start again. <laughs> She's consistent against this team and just is a just absolute pain for this Wolverines team and their defense to we handle. We get another three here by Brianna Gillen, top of the key. Gillen hits another one. Hitting them all year. Wolverines went under the screen there, and Gillen, straightaway three, was put up and drilled. Well, you got to remember about this Utah Tech lineup. The way they balance this lineup is Karshner, Gillen, and Isaacson are the shooters. Papa and McCord are the two defenders. So it is a balanced lineup, as it has been all season since the Warren sisters got hurt. Three ball taken there by Utah Valley from the right wing is airballed and rebounded there by Utah Tech. And hands Avery Papa. She's going to work on Afoa and go up with the left hand and get it to go. Utah Tech three for three this afternoon, and they have themselves an 8-0 lead. That's called veteranship and leadership right there. Avery Papa, not one of the offensive players, but she'll put her shoulder down and go inside when she has to, and her she did it right there with a nice layup. Pull-up jumper. Missed short there by Tafisi and rebounded there by Utah Tech going the other way. Emily Isaacson open in the left corner, puts up the three, and it rattles home. The Trailblazers are on fire, four for four, shooting three for three from three. And Dan Nielsen can only call a timeout to stop this run, a tough start for the Wolverines, and just the opposite perfection for Utah Tech. Yeah, already two minutes into this game, 11-0 lead here for Utah Tech over Utah Valley. They weren't wasting any time. They were going to start out right where they left off. 
the night before against Utah Tech in in Utah Valley up in Orem, Utah, and they decided to bring all that momentum down to Las Vegas, Nevada today, and it gave us a good showing so far on this one as we'll take the media timeout. Be right back here on 91.3 The Blaze. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Quick timeout there by the Wolverines, down 11-0. The Trailblazers already hitting three threes in the first two minutes of this game and lead it 11-0. Emily Isaacson, we mentioned it, and she just continued to add to it. Two of two from three-point range already. Brianna Gillen has hit her first shot of the game, and Avery Papa contributing down low has two points in the paint. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't go much wrong with Maggie McCord hitting a three, Brianna Gillen hitting a three. I mean, Isaacson hitting a three. Avery Papa hitting a little layup. Utah Valley is 0 for 3 so far in this game. And they're 0 for 2 from, um, excuse me, 0 for 1 from the three-point line. Utah Tech, I mean, 4 for 4, 3 for 3, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. And Brianna Gillen already got two assists in this one here already so far. So 11-0 start, hot start here. Two, it's just, man, what can you say? Yeah, absolutely exciting. Correction, I, I said Emily Eikson had, t- had hit two threes. Maggie McCord hit the first three of the game, and Emily Eikson has hit that most recent one that forced a timeout by Utah Valley. Which I was agreeing with uh, when I saw the shot. I, I thought that was Emily, and then I saw the brace on her leg, and I'm like, wait a minute, Emily didn't have a knee injury, and then I remember Maggie McCord was the one with the, with the brace and not Emily. <clears throat> but nonetheless, first round action as we see I just turned my head, and I saw the entire men's basketball team. They're sitting here. see Isaac Finlayson. I see a couple other players, Cam Gooden, Jacob Nichols. They're all getting ready for tomorrow night. Out of the timeout, set is ran successfully for Utah Valley, and they get their first points as Maya Foa hits a three from up top. Utah Valley trying to stay in this lazy defense, so Amber Karcher is able to get her three off and miss it just long. And the Wolverines get their first defensive rebound of the game. Afoa did have points in the two matchups when she was going up against Utah Tech. She had, I believe, one double-digit game and one single-digit game. So she does know how to get points against the Trailblazers. Better ball move on this possession for Utah Valley. At Criddle and Afoa working together, playing the two-man game. And now Criddle gets it back. Dumps it off. Elbow jumper. Is good. Eliana Tafisi hits the 14-footer from the left elbow, and Utah Valley responds with a 5-0 run themselves. So it was four straight shots made by Utah Tech, and so far it's been two shots made by Utah Valley since the timeout. Brianna Gillen posting up down low. Now a double team comes with help of Afoa, and Brianna Gillen trying to get that back out to Avery Papa. Just misses her target, and that ball trickles out of bounds. Going to be the first turnover of the game for Utah Tech. And the Wolverines have the potential to add to this run as they get the ball back here. Yeah, good 5-0 run here so far. Fizzy pass over there to Bayon. Bayon taking the pull-up jumper, and that one goes in and out. And offensive rebound is chased down. Possession continues for Utah Valley. And Afoa driving and just going to run over Emily Isaacson and get called for the offensive foul. Emily Isaacson made it happen on the offensive end, and 
does it right there on the defensive end. Yeah, she doesn't get enough credit for her defense. She's always one of those stellar defenders for this team. She could play a guard in a forward position, so she took the forward position right there outside the zone, set her knees, was ready for it, and she attacked. Amber Carson driving baseline, kicks out Tavi Papa. She fires up the three and misses it just long, and a rebound to the hands of Utah Valley. Avery Papa's game is not threes, but she's always had those open looks, so she always continues to make them and try to get better at it. Fano gives the pass off, and her teammate hits the three. A big shot there by Bayon, and it's 11-8. The Trailblazers' lead is dwindling. Brianna Gillen up top, open three once again is missed short. Long rebound. Looks like Bion grabbed it and deflected out of bounds by Utah Tech, so it is going to be Wolverine basketball. Yeah, it hit Avery Papa just at the very last second as they were trying to scramble for that ball when it went out of bounds. This is kind of the same style play that we saw the other night between Utah Valley and Utah Tech, which is a little bit of back and forth. Utah Tech goes up by a good amount. Utah Valley fights back, and Utah Tech's got to find a way to grab their momentum back. Tafisi passes it over to Criddle, and Criddle swings that. Over to Fano. Now it's to Bion again. Bion just hit the last shot for Utah Valley. She pulls up again, misses that long, and Emily Isaacson gets the rebound. That's going to be one of the keys today. Will the long rebounding game for Utah Tech work? Brianna Gillen going all the way. Left-hand layup. Not able to fall, but Gillen does a good job drawing the foul there, and she'll get two free throws. Yeah, Brianna Gillen just going strong for the basket there with her hand, left hand. And she usually spins there and goes with her right going up against the glass. But that time she decided to go straight for it and just went up and got the foul called. First free throws of the game for either team. And first attempt by Brianna Gillen is missed just long. We mentioned, but it's worth mentioning once again to congratulate Brianna Gillen being named as part of the all-whack first team. Also leading the conference in points per game and assists per game. As Gillen right there adds to her point total, she now has four as she hits the second free throw. Yeah, Utah Tech already in this game, one for two. Those two shots right there. Four minutes, 40 seconds to go here in our first quarter. 12-8 lead for Utah Tech. Now 12-10, another bucket there for Utah Valley. Tafisi gets that layup to go. Utah Tech's defense early in this quarter was strong right on the on the three-point line. This so far, they've been kind of slacking off just a little bit, allowing the Utah Tech to get back, Utah Valley to get inside. Talia Stimson drive in and going to draw the foul as well. She should get two free throws. Stimson and Brooke Vance have just checked in for the Trailblazers. And Maggie McCord and Avery Papa went to the bench for the breather. Just That's really been J.D. Gustin's routine, uh, just kind of the schedule he's been going with. And Brooke Vance and Talia Stimson often the first two off the bench. And, you know, the interesting thing about this is J.D. Gustin has put this plan in together that he was going to have this type of lineup and these type of two players come off the bench since about, I would say, about two months left in the season. So he was already putting his WAC conference team together and trying to figure out who's going to be there at the very end. And he's figured out Stimson and Brooke Vance are the two good players coming off the bench to help out their starters. Stimson hits both free throws. Trailblazers 3 of 4 from the line, and they lead it by 4 here with 4.20 to go in our first quarter. Post-touch for Utah Valley. Fano kicks it out, though. 3 fired up and missed by Tafisi. Brianna Gillen has it for the Trailblazers, now going the other way. Gives it off to Brooke Vance. She takes the 3 in transition and missed. And Tausinga handles that rebound for Utah Valley. They're going the other way. And a 
and one for Fano. Troublers trying to front Fano. Great entry feed to Fano, and she was able to catch that and just go right back up with it as her defender chose to stay between her and the pass instead of her and the basket. An easy bucket there for Fano and the foul. Yeah, the one difference between Utah Valley and Utah Tech is that Utah Valley is a little bit more of a tougher, aggressive team inside. Utah Tech is a little bit more of a team that likes to shoot a little bit more, be finesse. So we'll see which one comes out as the victor today. Will it be the aggressor or will it be the finesser? We'll see which one. Fano hits the free throw, converts the end one. 14-13, Trailblazers lead it. 3.35 to go here in our first quarter. And Talese Stimson coming off the dribble, runs over Criddle and... Excuse me, Blackham, and that's going to be an offensive foul on Talia Stimson. I, I guess I agree with the referee there. I, I saw Stimson reach out with her elbow right there, trying to gain some separation, but I didn't think it was too outlandish enough that it couldn't have been um, considered and also a defensive foul. But nonetheless, same thing as last possession, Fano just jumped this ball screen she faked that she was going to set and just gets another bucket to go there the trailblazers losing track of fano the six footer out of spanish fork utah and utah valley's first lead after going down 11 nothing they've been able to crawl 15 points and only give utah tech three points since then three minutes to go here in our first quarter and brianna gillen has it going up with it and gets the tough bucket to fall getting the lead back for the trailblazers brianna gillen has six points first bucket in the field since they were went up 11 nothing since then utah tech has been relying on free throw points to get a little bit further ahead their first bucket since that 11 nothing lead blackham john Wright gonna go up with it and miss the layup a little too strong there and amber karshner of the trailblazers gets the rebound karshner pulling up thought about the three well defended by the trailblazers gives off isaacson now back to karshner she'll take the three now fire it up and miss it just short Blackham of the Wolverines gets the rebound. Great pass by Blackham. She'll get the assist there as Tafisi gets the easy layup to go. The Trailblazers, no one saw Tafisi at all. Which is odd considering that Utah Tech had three defenders versus the two players for Utah Utah Valley there, and they'll get a strip. Galen going up with it, and Tafisi just ripped that from her. Utah Valley leads in this one by one, has a chance to add to it. Their jumper is missed by Bayon, and the Trailblazers able to get a stop right there. Just under two minutes to go now, and Utah Tech down by one. Blackham pokes that one out of bounds. Trailblazers continue to have possession here. Shocking to see that the Trailblazers don't have the lead after being up 11-0 in the first two minutes of the first quarter. Yeah, you, you know, your first thought was, okay, this is going to kind of get a little ugly early, and you know we'll see what happens towards the very end, but all of a sudden, Utah Valley turned up their defense. They turned up their scoring. And since that 11 nothing, it's been a 17-5 run for Utah Valley. 12 on the shot clock. Brandon Gillen handling it here. Going to go left off Avery Papa's screen. And Tafisi just blew that up, bumping off Papa and pushing Brianna Gillen to the ground. It would be easy foul called there on Tafisi. Yeah, you can't grab her and try to drag her along as you're getting bumped towards the ground there. I kind of get it that you're trying to make it look like a charge, but that was an obvious block. The shot clock bumps back up to 20 seconds and inbounded to Brianna again once again. Brooke Vance gets her catch, thought about the three. Gives it back off to Gillen. She's going left, 
No help defense is there. She beats her man and gets the bucket to go. You know, Utah Tech's got this ability to go attack the basket, too. I know they like to shoot a lot of threes and be around in the shooting area, but they have the ability to attack inside the glass. They got to do it a little bit more in this game. A lot of lead changes, and the lead changes in the favor of the Trailblazers. 18-17 is lead for Utah Tech as they get in the stop there. Talia Stimson hauling down the defensive rebound. Now Stimson has it, going to drive left, losing balance. And we'll get a foul called here, which will result in free throws for Talia Stimson as fifth team foul on Utah Valley, which is automatic bonus situation here as we are just under a minute to go here. Yeah, we'll see how the bonus affects Utah Valley going into the second quarter as it'll stick around for the for the half and then switch over in the second half. Stimson now three of three from the line. Pending her fourth free throw of the day. And that's huge, Spencer, to have, considering it's 59 seconds, that's basically 11 minutes until halftime. Utah Tech can shoot bonus shots from here on out. Stimson hits the second free throw as well. 20 to 17 is the Trailblazers' lead. 46 seconds to go here in our first quarter. Entry pass is fumbled around and stolen there by Avery Papa. Trailblazers going the other way. Have a chance here for a two-for-one opportunity. Avery Papa wide open and didn't know what to do with it and double dribbled. Too many good ideas came into her mind, and she thought about shooting it, then decided she could drive it, but she had picked up her dribble before that, and just a blown opportunity there by the Trailblazers as they turned that one over. Yeah, I wish she would have just passed it and then tried to reset her feet to where she could have attacked because she had an open lane all the way to the basket. She decided to pick up her dribble and then go with her left hand, and you can't do that. So the Wolverines get a break out of that, and feed Fano again. The bigs for Utah Tech continue to front Fano, and... The guards just keep feeding her over the top, and it's been working so far. And that time, Fano is going to get fouled and get two free throws here. I believe the foul is going to go against Avery Papa. Again, Utah Tech's just got to play simple defense here and just kind of keep protecting that inside. They got to keep forcing the idea of the ball to stick around the three-point line. They can't give Utah Valley any ideas to ship the ball inside. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day. Fano hits the first free throw. And the second one falls as well. 20 to 19 is the lead for Utah Tech. 20 seconds to go here in our first quarter. Half court defense here by Utah Valley. Avery Papa's pass is deflected, almost stolen there. Brianna Gillen saved that one. Continues with the possession. And Brooke Vance kick out. Wide open three from the right wing is hit. And that is going to force a heave for Utah Valley with only the time left, and that is missed. So the Trailblazers, thanks to Brooke Vance, cushioning that lead up to four. Lead at 23-19 at the end of our first quarter. We'll be back with second quarter action here on 91.3 The Blaze. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. First quarter score is 23-19 for Utah Tech. First quarter down and this four-point lead for the Trailblazers. Looked to be out of reach as Utah Valley took the lead back after being down 11-0. But thanks to finally being able to get some stops in the second half of that first quarter. And Brooke Vance hitting that three. The Trailblazers lead it by four. Brianna Gillen with eight first quarter points and two assists. 
3-4 shooting. And really everyone contributing for the Trailblazers as six different Utah Tech players have already scored. For Utah Valley, though, really has been working with Fano with that excessive pressure fronting her as she posts up. And she's been able to make the Trailblazers pay, making all of her free throws. And she has seven points leading Utah Valley. And just behind her, Alina Tausinga with six. Yes, Fano has been a big-time player so far in this one. Um, you mentioned seven points, two of three from the field, three of three from the three-point line, excuse me, free-throw line. And then those two rebounds leading the way for Utah Tech. Brianna Gillen with eight points um, so far on the floor. Brooke Vance has got three points. Avery Papa's got two points. Maggie McCord's got that three-pointer. And Taylor Stimson has got four points from the free-throw line. So we have seen plenty of action here between these two teams that have brought a good amount of offense. Eight rebounds, four assists for Utah Tech. Six rebounds, six assists for Utah Valley. And a lot of those assists for Utah Valley were inside passes, inside trying to attack the paint. Not a whole lot of three-point assist shots on that one. Foul trouble has began early for Elena Tausinga. She... Excuse me, Elena Tafisi picked up her second foul in that first quarter for Utah Tech. No one with two fouls, and pretty much everyone free to play. Recently, Emily Isaacson and Brianna Gillen have never subbed out. They've been playing 40 games every night, and they are on pace to do that here. Yeah, you know, you need that from players, obviously, with Macy and um, Maggie Warren being injured for Utah Valley as we're going to get free throw shots here. Fano once again finding her way to the free throw line. Converting her second and one of the afternoon. And she's now in double figures. First player to double figures in this game, too. The 5-4, the Trailblazers are the starters. Emily Isaacson, Brianna Gillen, Maggie McCord, Amber Karchner, and Avery Papa. Karchner has it. Working on Blackham. Draws two, kicks it out to Avery Papa. Three's fired up and missed just long, and Fano has that ball come right to her, and the Wolverines rebound it. Yeah, not a good shot there by Avery Papa, but nonetheless, she was wide open, and this team lives and dies by the three. You never know if they're going to go in. Papa on the defensive end jumps that pass and gets a steal. Much needed steal for the Trailblazers. Our first minute of the second quarter has passed, and Utah Tech only leading by one. Brandon Gillen going right, layup. Trickles around there and falls off, and Fano boards it once again for Utah Valley. Yeah, it was a good steal there by Avery Papa. Not a good finish there by Brianna Gill. She left it on the rim there. Papa jumps the pass again. Utah Valley retains possession. Is able to save it, and Fano gets her shot up. Misses that layup too strongly, and she's just fighting for everything and hauls in an offensive rebound to continue this possession for the Wolverines. Fighting is an understatement. She's basically WWE style out there, ripping arms off and legs off, just trying to get those rebounds. Blackham good skip pass three up for Utah Valley is swished. Good shot there by Kaylee Bayon. And Utah Valley forces another lead change, and they lead this 25-23 with eight minutes to go here in our first half. Utah Tech has got to be still and quiet. Maggie McCord firing up the three long. Elected to take the three off the dribble. And Utah Valley going the other way with it. Blackham feeds her wide open teammate as Mabry. 
Gets an easy layup there. Extending Utah Valley's lead. Forces head coach J.D. Gustin to call a timeout here as the Trailblazers getting outscored here early in this second quarter. Yeah, early in this one, 27-23. And so far, Utah Valley has come up with a game plan to attack back against Utah Tech after they took that 11 nothing lead. We'll be right back after a minute timeout. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Two minutes down in this second quarter. It's been an 8-0 run for Utah Valley. They have now taken the lead back lead in this one, 27-23 over Utah Tech. This is our first round of the Western Athletic Conference Women's Basketball Tournament. Round one for the men will be tomorrow, 9 o'clock start tomorrow night for the men's side of things as Utah Tech Trailblazers take on Stephen F. Austin. And the winner of this one, though, between Utah Valley and Utah Tech will play Cal Baptist on Wednesday. Yeah, and so far on this one, Spencer, the only difference in this game that I can totally see right off the staff sheet that says, you know, what, what is going on? Why is Utah Tech trailing Utah Valley early in this one? <clears throat> the only answer I got for you, Spencer, is rebounds. Chasing 11 the rebound, to 8 though, rebounds the plus 3 offensive life. rebounds in favor. Yeah, Brooke Vance got an open shot right there. She took an open 3, thought it was a good decision, and I'm not going to blame her for that good decision there. It just didn't go down for her. Ball was tipped out of bounds by Utah Valley. Karshner inbounded it, gets it into Isaacson, and Emily Isaacson is tied up down low, and possession arrow goes over for Utah Valley. Going to be a turnover there on the Trailblazers and Wolverine basketball. Utah Tech yet to score in the second quarter. 7-10 to go in our first half. Utah Valley leading it by four. As Afal going to take the long three and miss it. And Talia Stimson just lets it go out of bounds. I don't know why she didn't just grab that. It's free rebound for your stats and for your team. But it goes out of bounds and Trailblazers get another crack at it. Yeah, they do. And it's going to see what happens from here on out. Still 27-23, under seven minutes left to go. Brianna Gillen up top. Going off Brooke Grant's ball, ball screen. Defender goes under the screen once again. Brianna Gillen from straight away from deep hits it. Don't go under against her. She'll take it personal and make you pay. She does it there right there. And Utah Tech now only down by one. Yeah, that was a good shot there by Brianna Gillen. She, went, she waited for the set screen there. She took the opportunity of it, and she didn't hesitate on it at all. Bayon kicks it out. Now down low, and Afoa able to collect it and go up with it, get the bucket to go, and the foul. Afoa and Fano having their ways with the Trailblazers' bigs early. Afoa, 6-1 forward out of Sandy, Utah, and Fano, the six-footer out of Spanish Fork, Utah. Yeah, let's say that. And free throws up and good. Third old-fashioned three-point play that Utah Valley has converted, been able to successfully get N1s all through this first half. Brianna Gillen going the other way for the Trailblazers. Matches that and gets to the free throw line once again. She'll have two 
free throws here. 6.09 to go in our first half, and Utah Tech down by four. The Trailblazers are the five seed. Going into this tournament, Utah Valley the 12 seed. Gillen hits the first free throw. And honestly, the way Utah Valley has been this is by their mainly four three-plus plays with free throws and um, field goals to get this lead in this game. Other than that, they really haven't been doing too much. It's been rebounding and just second-chance points to come up after that for Utah Valley in this one so far. Utah Tech hasn't done anything terrible. It just hasn't been able to shoot the three-ball as they wanted to. Brianna Gillen hits both free throws. She has 13 for the Trailblazers. And Utah Valley hits another jumper. That one by Bayon. And the lead is now four once again. Simpson firing at the three for the Trailblazers. And that one's missed long. Afoa gets the easy rebound for Utah Valley. And the Wolverines can get a lot of stops this second quarter. To add to the lead, three-pointer is missed by Mabry. And rebounded by Stimson of the Trailblazers. Grant again with head full of steam. Spins left. Takes the tough jumper and airballs it. Yeah, not a good shot there. Just kind of sloppy play here by Utah Tech as of late. They just haven't been able to click everything off as they wanted to in this one. Mabry and Bion really working a two-man game. Now Bion skips it over to Blackman, the other guard on the court for the Wolverines. Three's going to get fired up by Mabry and hit right in front of the Trailblazer bench. Largest lead of the day for the Wolverines is now seven. 4.50 to go here in our second quarter. Maggie McCord gets her catch, drives left, draws two defenders, and spits that one back out to Brianna Gillen. Now back to McCord, trying to work there on Fano. Fano standing her ground. Stimson trying to get a crack at it. Shot clock is running down. Brooke Vance taking the three from the right wing and hits it. Brooke Vance in rhythm. Gets that one to go. And the deficit has been four throughout this whole quarter. And it remains at four. Utah Valley 35. Utah Tech 31. 4.14 to go in this second quarter. Pass fed in into the paint to Fano. She dribbles all the way out to the corner. And resets it. And just stayed there and got her catch in the right corner. Now driving, drawing two. Had Blackman open for a three, but Fano slipped there on her pivot foot and is going to call for the travel. Nice job there on the defensive side for Utah Tech as they trapped her inside and gave her a double team as she walked her feet right there. This is an opportunity for Utah Tech just to crawl back into this one. Down four late in this second quarter. Brianna Gillen passed over to Isaacson. Isaacson thought about it. Will take the three and miss it just short. Amber Karchner got a hand on that rebound opportunity, but it is collected by the Wolverines. Entry feed into Afoa posting up is swiped. Trailblazers have it going the other way. Brianna Gillen with a head full of steam. Kicks out to McCord. McCord from the right corner. That three goes in and out, but to the hands of Emily Isaacson. She goes right back up with it and gets it to fall. Great follow there by Emily Isaacson. Two much-needed points for the Trailblazers as 
They are within two with 3.15 to go here in our first half. Fano and Afolo weren't set in their rebounding positions, and Emily Isaacson just jumped right on that. Didn't waste any opportunity to get that rebound back there for Utah Tech. Put it right back up and got the two points. Fine loves that mid-range. That 14-footer is missed long and rebounded there by the Trailblazers. Talia Stimson takes a shot from the right wing and misses that one short. Trying to follow her shot, she chased that rebound and not able to save it as it goes out of bounds. And the Wolverines get another stop. Trailblazers not been able to hit their threes this second quarter other than Gillen's made three. And what I'm seeing from Utah Valley is they're just daring Utah Tech to take the threes. Go ahead, take the three. Let's see if you can make it. Let's see if you can. And that's the same style they're playing down low. They just have to find a way to clean it up on the defensive side to get stops. Trying to draw a double team and Amber Karshner able to lock up Fano there on the backside help and that ball's out of bounds going to be off Utah Valley. Yeah, that was good job there by Amber Karshner. She played back help defense and just waited for her to get the ball and just swatted at the ball and Fano lost the possession there. Gillen passes it and cuts and Karshner gives it right back to her into the paint. Gillen kicks that one out to Maggie McCord and she hits it from the right wing. Catch and shoot. Maggie McCord just with the high arcing rainbow just beautiful shot and that one just fell right in. Slowly but surely Utah Tech would find their way back into this one and they surely have. Trailblazers got the lead back 36-35 here. This zone defense here by Utah Tech as of late has worked really well with closing down the paint. And with the three of their own Utah Valley matches it. That one by Tausinga. They're not going to go away. I mean, they did have a lot of close games this year at Utah Valley. They weren't a team that just lost by 30-plus every night. Amber Karchner tried to get it to Isaacson, and that one's stolen there by Mabry. Going the other way in transition, and Wolverines have been on fire in their transition offense. And Tausinga, who just hit the three, gets a layup to go down low, and Utah Valley extends this lead to four. Yeah, and again, Utah Valley, all they're really doing is attacking inside, attacking inside, waiting for those three-plus plays. They'll take their free-throw shots. They'll play slow play, slow pace game and just tire out Utah Tech here. But Utah Tech's got to turn it around and push the pace and make Utah Valley chase them. Brianna Gillen a little off balance, and Blackham just pushes her down. Foul's going to go against Blackham. The second team foul for Utah Valley this quarter, and the Troublers have two team fouls as well. Gillen gets inbounded into her, trying to go all the way, and can't get the layup to go, and Mabry of Utah Valley gets that rebound. Yeah, no foul called against there against Emily Isaacson. I thought there was a little bit of a push or a shove, but nonetheless, the referees are the referees, and we got to let them go. 105 to go here in our first half. 10 on the shot clock for Utah Valley, Mabry. Trying to get that inside, and... We're going to get a foul call as Fano got her catch. Trailblazers trying to dig at her and just poke that ball out and going to get whistled for personal. Under a minute left. It's been a close second quarter since the change. Quick inbound to Blackham. And maybe quickly just went to the three-point line and got open and misses the three there. Maggie McCord open and from the left wing this time. Can't get that three to go. And that quick possession comes to an end as the Wolverines get the defensive rebound. Yeah, just another missed open three there. Utah Tech not shooting particularly well as they've taken plus 15 threes already in this first half and haven't been able to knock down even eight of them. 
40 to 36 Utah Valley. Trying to have that lead. Fano going up with the right hand. Gets fouled on her hook shot and she'll be at the free throw line once again. Fano is 4-4 at the line. Yeah, substitution gonna come off the floor here. Just not a good, it was a great start here for Utah Tech early in this one, leading 11-0, but since then, it has been all Utah Valley. So Avery Papa with two fouls, Talia Stimson with three for the Trailblazers. And that's Utah Valley's first missed free throw of the game so far in this one too. As the foul trouble for the Trailblazers and Tafisi has three personal fouls for Utah Valley. And those three girls will not be coming back into this first half because of that foul trouble. Fano hits the second free throw. She's five of six on the night. Shot clock is off. Game clock's at 10 seconds. Brianna Gillen now decides to go, draws a double team, passes it over to McCord. Now to Isaacson. Isaacson going to take the three from up top and is off the mark. As the rebound is fought for and going to stay with Utah Tech here. Look, score clock reads 0.3 seconds on the game clock. Enough time for a deflection for a quick touch. Absolutely no time for a dribble. And just tough to get anything off there. And Utah Tech's not able to get a shot there. End of our first half, Utah Valley, the 12th seed, playing some tough basketball, leading this one 41-36 over Utah Tech. We're going to take a five-minute break here and have some halftime coverage for you in the WAC tournament. Why is Connor having trouble? It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. We welcome you to our Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln halftime show. The result at the end of the half, Utah Valley Leading this one, 41-36. This will be quite the upset. We have a lot of action to play here. Utah Tech led 23-19 at the end of the first quarter. And it's a great quarter from Utah Valley. Has changed the lead. Shea Fano leading the charge for Utah Valley with 11 points. And just a lot of great help from the supporting cast. Everyone that scored has hit multiple shots. For Utah Valley, been quite consistent. They have this first half, and and head coach Dan Nielsen in his interview uh, right before going into the locker room for Utah Valley, he just he really seemed to be beaming with excitement. He loves the position that his team is in at the end of this first half. Yeah, they're in a very good position here against Utah Tech. And at first, we thought eleven nothing. This is going to be easy. This is over. This is. You know, wrap it up, give us the bow tie, give us the win. We're already moving on. <laughs> Thinking about California Baptist, who's the next opponent for either one of these teams, because we already know that. Um, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, Utah Valley just makes simple buckets after simple buckets. You know, they get inside, they attack the paint, they get some N1 opportunities. They had four N1 opportunities in that first half. They shot the ball particularly a little bit better than Utah Tech did. They shot the ball 38% from the field. They shot 86% from the free throw line. I mean, excuse me, 38% for the three-point line. And then they shot almost 50% from the field. So 
They were shooting efficient. They were shooting well, you know, in their own range. They were taking a lot of inside shots. There wasn't a lot of three-point shots, though they have five of 13 in this game. Um, they weren't taking that many of those shots. The other 18 shots came inside the paint, came inside the free th- uh, three-point line. So for Utah Tech, it was a great start, 11-0. But since then, you know, Brianna Gillen is the only player in double digits with 13 points. Um, Emily Isaacson's only got five. Brooke Vance has got six. Maggie McCord's got six. Amber Karcher has no points in this one so far. Avery Papa only with two. Stimson with four. So the seven players that Coach J.D. Gustin to pick as these seven players to be the ones to go into battle with for this conference championship have not been able to step up to the plate as they were projected to do. And because of that, they're down by five. Yeah, with Utah Valley... 14 points in the paint they have compared to Utah Tech's eight. And it hasn't just only been the bigs in Fano and Afoa. Also just push them all in transition. They've been getting some just simple layups. And really at times the Wolverines have showed just a little bit more of that effort, a little more of that fight uh, than the Trailblazers. Even on some circumstances, Utah Tech gets a stop, gets a defensive rebound, and just kind of walking the ball down the court, not really pushing it. And that's allowed Utah Valley to continue to set their defense time in and time out and the trailblazers it really just depends on the day but today have not been making contested shots have not been able to really free themselves up for a lot of good looks and for that reason they are down by five at the end of this first half and the bright spot though is that utah tech they can play a lot better in a lot of facets of the game they have put together a solid first half uh, but it's really like we saw with the men's basketball team Friday night, just the shooting woes, just taking less shots than the other team uh, overall and making just a horrible percentage. Well, we also look at, you know, look at some other stats here. Second chance points is nine points in favor of two to Utah Valley. Bench points are about uh, favor points in the paint plus six for Utah Valley. They have three steals. They have 12 assists. They have six fast break points. They have 14 defensive rebounds. They have three more offense, uh, three more total rebounds, period. Points off a turnover goes in favor to Utah Valley. So in simple categories, Utah Valley is outplaying Utah Tech. Utah Tech, 7 of 21 from the three-point line, 11 of 28 from the field in itself. And that's not, you know, those aren't terrible numbers. 33% and 40% are not terrible numbers there, Spencer, but they're not 48% and 38%. So there's some simple numbers that Utah Valley is doing and Utah Tech are doing, and they're just not matching up entirely. Yeah, for the Trailblazers, like we mentioned, 7 of 21 from three-point land. And just last Thursday in that last regular season game of the season when they played uh, Utah Valley. They shot an amazing percentage from three-point land, shooting 40-plus percent. Emily Isaacson herself hit six threes in that game, going six of ten from beyond the arc. And I, I, that's what's been interesting is you can end up matching up with anyone, and the Trailblazers end up matching with Utah Valley, obviously. And it's... And it's in a way been a back-to-back game uh, playing against them, playing them on Thursday and now on Tuesday, uh, just at a different place at the neutral site here in beautiful Mitchell Ultra Arena, uh, part of the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's just been the Vegas atmosphere. I don't know if it's kind of been the laid back a little bit off since the last game for Utah Tech because they haven't played um, since Thursday night. So they've had a few nights off to get ready for this game. They've had a little bit of time of rest and whatnot. So I don't know if it has to do with that. Um, you know, it would be nice to have Macy and Maggie in this game. Obviously, the Warren sisters are big-time players for this team. We can't wait to see what they do next season for Utah Tech. Um, but I think in in all, Utah Tech just hasn't played the, the style they've wanted. They haven't been able to shoot the three that they like. They haven't been able to rebound the ball or assist the ball a little bit better. They only have seven assists total in this game. Utah Valley, 18 rebounds, 12 assists to 15 rebounds and seven assists for Utah Tech. Just just hasn't been the complete game by Utah Tech so far in this one. Yeah, the Trailblazers went 2-0 against Utah Valley in the regular season, and everyone is important, but especially in tournament play, you got to get these ones. And as the 5 seed playing against the 12 seed, this is a game that you can't let slip away. This is a game you are expected to win. But it's tournament time. Everyone is giving it all their, that they have. We've seen Fano put together an amazing effort. We're going to be back here in about three minutes with tip-off with our second-half action. Stay tuned with us here on Utah Tech Radio. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Second half about to be underway. Brianna Gillen leading score for the Trailblazers at 13 points. And as we've mentioned, Shea Fano has been a force down low, and the forward leads Utah Valley with 11 points. Going to be an exciting second half. All the marbles on the line. Trailblazers expecting to win this game. Utah Valley's on a six-game losing streak. And 3-15 and overall in conference play. Possession arrow points to Utah Tech. They have it here. First possession of the second half as Amber Karchner passes it over to Maggie McCord, who gives it back to Karchner as she's respaced. She puts up the three from the right wing and misses it. And Avery Papa had a chance to snag that rebound, let it go through her hand, and Utah Valley chases that one down. Yeah, Amber Carcer did not have any points in that first half at all. She was 0 of 2 from the field. It starts 0 and 1 in this one so far. One interesting thing is out of the whole conference, Utah Tech geographically is the closest school to Las Vegas, which is kind of a nice thing to have in these situations. Maybe more people elected to go uh, take the trip, go out and support. We hope they did. It's good to see uh, the few fans that we've seen already. Foul's drawn there by Kaylee Bayon. She's going to get two free throws, first free throws of the second half, and the first foul of the second half going to be charged to Maggie McCord, I believe. For uh, Amber Carson. And first free throw there is good. 42-36. The Wolverines lead it. And the second free throw falls as well there for Bayon. Bayon, the freshman guard from Buena Park, California. Yeah, Utah Tech here 
starts off their second half on the way they should, which is what Emily Isaacson three. All they got to do is just play some very simple game here. Obviously, just about a minute and a half gone in this third quarter here to start the second half. Can't get too far behind with the possessions here against Utah Valley. Tough layup is able to fall there by Blackham. 45-39, Utah Valley leads it. Eight and a half to go in our third quarter. Avery Papa pass over to Brianna Gillen. Gillen driving right. Draws two. Pass it over to Papa. She gets laid to go. Good job, Avery Papa rolling. And Brianna Gillen just making the right pass there. He's able to get it to her forward. So this is where Utah Tech was stuck a lot late in the second half, which was down by four to Utah Valley. And every time they did get close, they got close within two. They got close within one. And they took the lead once after that as well, but they were not able to get it all the way back. Blackham fires up a three. Miss Long Avery Papa laid on the box out, and that offense rebound goes right to Afoa. Another crack at it for Utah Valley. Nolik pass by Tafisi to Bayon. Bayon dumps it off. Tufano and she takes a five foot jumper and misses that one and Utah Tech gets the rebound. Yeah, as we're gonna get Amber Carson gets the bucket. Good pass over by Brianna Gillen. Another assist for the leading assist leader in the conference. Yeah, good pass there by Brianna Gillen. She found Amber Carson open on the right side corner baseline and was able to get it to her and get, hey, listen, take this ball and go go get a bucket. And she was able to get a tough layup. Turnover there by Utah Valley. Bion skips it over to Blackman. Blackman skipped it right back over to Bion and it sell over her head into the Wolverine bench. And this is exactly what Utah Tech wants to do, which is force turnovers by Utah Valley in this second half here. As Utah Valley was able to miss that and Utah Tech was able to take the possession and go get another possession themselves. Long possession here, low into the shot clock. Avery Papa is going to have to fire up a three to beat the clock in time and goes halfway down. It spins back out, and Utah Valley taking it the other way. Entry pass by Tafisi into the double team of the Trailblazers is stolen. Good defensive help there by Maggie McCourt. She was able to get her hand in there, do a little disruptive on the basketball, and was able to help Avery Papa come down with the rebound. Maggie McCord. Fights off the defenders and finds the open man. Amber Karshner always cutting, always moving, and she gets it right there and gets rewarded for it and gets another bucket. Amber Karshner finally coming alive here in this third quarter. No points in that first half. Four points already in the second half off of two shots. Amber Karshner's coming alive. Six minutes to go here in our third quarter, and we're tied at 45. Jumpers missed by Utah Valley, rebounded by Utah Tech. Trying to get the lead here is Avery Papa, and she does. She gets the layup to trickle in and gets the contact. A big play there by Avery Papa. Nice play there by Avery Papa. She was not the recipient for that one as Amber Karcher was trying to get it to Brianna Gillen, and Avery cut in by accident, took the ball, saw that she had an open lane, and decided to attack and get the and one there. Excuse me, the ball was supposed to go to Maggie McCord, not Brianna Gillen. And because of that little happy accident, Utah Tech could possibly take a three-point lead. Foul on Afoa, and Papa's three is missed long and rebounded by the Wolverines. So again, Utah Valley likes to have these two big forwards in the game, 
And again, right there, they weren't able to get the pass down low and to set up their offense. So Trailblazers being able to adjust on their coverage uh, with the posts and Utah Valley trying to force what was open in the first half and it's not been open this second half. They attempted it right there and Maggie McCord gets the steal there for Utah Tech and final fouls her about 90 feet away from the basket in the backcourt. So another good stop there for the Trailblazers with the two-point lead and they can try to add to that. Been a great response here by Utah Tech in this third quarter. Avery Papa pass over to Maggie McCord. High arcing three from the left corner is good. Right in front of the Trailblazer bench. Maggie McCord giving the Trailblazers a five-point lead. And Dan Nielsen going to take a timeout for Utah Valley. That's going to be extended to the media timeout. Trailblazers fighting back with the lead here. We'll be back in 60 seconds here on 913 The Blaze. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Utah Tech is fighting back here and has the lead back. 50 to 45 is our result here. We got 15 minutes of game time to go. Midway through this third quarter. And the three ball has been able to fall. Emily Isaacson hit was able to hit a three. Maggie McCord and Amber Karshner have played her best quarter so far today in this third quarter. And we've seen that that adjustment, Martin, defensively with the bigs. Trailblazers have been able to get some steals out of that. Yeah, they have been able to get some steals off of that. What I've been noticing is that they've been having one person set offset on this 2-3 zone. And every time they try to feed the ball in, the person away from the ball is set to come in and create any disruption. If there's a rebound, if there's a pass inside, create enough disruption. We can live with the foul contact, but create some disruption because, again, too many easy buckets inside. And another thing, Spencer, is less transition offense by Utah Valley in this second half already. How much transition offense did we see in that first half towards the end of the first quarter and in the second quarter by Utah Valley who were gaining off all those rebounds by Utah Tech shooting too many threes. They have not shot too many threes. They stayed stayed pretty stagnant and compact on the three-point line to pass the ball around and then been able to play better defense to get a result to get their offense going as well. The cheer team, the band, all able to travel over for Utah Tech. Fun experiences for them. They get to participate in all the women's games in the conference and conference tournament play and the men's games. So it's good to see them right now, and we'll be seeing them tomorrow night as well as the men take on Stephen F. Austin at 9 o'clock p.m. So they're going to call Avery Papa for holding on Fano which is, again, something we can live with because they just need to create enough disruption. Yes, there may be some simple hand contact or contact like that, but as long as they don't venture into the five double bonus rebound area, Utah Tech can live with that. going to be Avery Papa's third personal foul, and for that reason, Brooke Vance is going to sub her out. Just under the five-minute mark. It's a five-point lead for Utah Tech. Utah Valley... Trying to answer, and Fano's post move is missed a little bit right, and the Trailblazers rebound and get another stop. Just like what 
what everybody else was trying to do against Giannis in the NBA, Spencer, create that wall, create that that separation from the baseline to the end line and to the, the bucket itself. Pass is deflected out, going to remain with Utah Tech. Under five media timeout. We'll be back in 60 seconds here on 91.3 The Blaze. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Coming out of this media timeout, the lead of five remains for Utah Tech. It's been a very close matchups. Lots of lead changes. It's been an exciting game here. And it was all started with that game before Sam Houston State, Abilene Christian, the Bearcats of Sam Houston. Coming out with the victory in that one, 82-81. And just lots of timeouts, lots of free throws at the end of it. It pushed this start, delayed this start. Excuse me, delayed the start of this one a little bit uh, just because that one was so intense and it's just had such an exciting finish. And we're set to have another one uh, to match that one with an exciting finish if it still continues to be within single digits. It's been single digits the entire game. Trailblazers led 11-0 at one point. And that lead quickly vanished as Utah Valley bounced back very well. And ever since then, games have been within single digits the entire time. At halftime, Utah Valley was up. And the Trailblazers have turned that around, outscoring the Wolverines at this point by 10 points in the third quarter. And they lead it 50-45. to 45. And another big thing is we come back from this um, to this, Spencer. So, I said... Utah Valley had 12 rebounds at, excuse me, they had 18 rebounds at the end of the half. They only had 22. Utah Tech only had 12 rebounds. We get back to play here. Only had 12 rebounds. They now have 18. They also had only seven assists. They got 13 assists. So they've changed some things on the offensive side. Shot clock is winding down three seconds and... We will get a foul call on Utah Valley, which is good news for the Trailblazers. I believe Blackham going to get called with a hold there. Yeah, it'll set the shot clock back to 20 so they don't have to face three seconds coming out of the break. Brandon Gillen to inbound and gives in to Maggie McCord. Just a five-out possession for the Trailblazers. Now Emily Isaacson goes inside and Amber Karchner trying to take her man going right. Floats up the layup and missed just long. Rebounded there by Utah Valley. Three is going to be attempted there by Fano. She misses that one badly. And Amber Karchner of the Trailblazers gets the rebound. It's a four on three for Utah Tech. Karchner drives, kicks out to Maggie McCord. Three from the right corner. Hits the top of the backboard. And a weird bounce is contained by Utah Valley. But Tafisi trips. And slides out of bounds. So after all of that, the Trailblazers uh, get the ball back. So what happened was Utah Valley misses a simple shot there. There's a scramble for the rebound. Utah Tech comes over the rebound. Carsoner passes over to Gillen. Gillen hit the complete entire backboard and missed that three. But Utah Valley came up with it but stepped out of bounds as they were trying to transition into it. Brooke Vance taking the three from up top and miss long. And Blackham of Utah Valley has it. Just as Utah Tech wasn't taking too many ridiculous three-point shots, they come back with two ridiculous three-point shots. 
Blackham enters it in to her forward and go high-low, do the bigs. And Fano gets an easy bucket there for Utah Valley. The lead is now to three for Utah Tech. Well, it's easy when you're ripping people's arms and legs off and you're making sure that you can get the rebound there as Emily Isaacson comes up with a bucket there and just being able to put a simple layup up. Isaacson got the separation. Easy bucket there. And the lead jumps back up to 5-4 Utah Tech. The largest lead of the game for either team was 11 by Utah Tech when they led 11-0. But this game has just been neck and neck as a three is hit there by Utah Valley from the right wing. Brooke Vance trying to answer for the Trailblazers. Can't get that three to go. Maggie McCord gets the rebound. Staying strong, going back up with it. Backs her opponent down and gets the tough shot to go. 54-50. Utah Tech still ahead. 2.15 to go here in our third quarter. Utah Tech's found some little spark on offense in this second half, and they've been able to run with it ever since then. They're not afraid of Utah Valley and their tough offense. Pressure shown by Brianna Gillen. Now pass down the short corner for Utah Valley. Shot goes up, and offense rebound is in the hands of Fano. A little reset here for Utah Valley as their possession continues. Yeah, they keep so far early in this one. They have stagnated Utah Valley in their offense as they get another clean shot there. Tafisi coming off Kalsinga's ball screen and was a little firm on her floater, but it just kissed off the glass and went in. Utah Tech leading it by two. Talia Stimson going up. Air ball on the layup. A lot of contact there. We play on, though. Utah Valley gets the rebound, and three is shot up there. By Fano, and she nails it from the right wing, right in front of her coach. And Utah Valley taking the lead back here with a minute to go in our third quarter, 55-54. Brooke Vance trying to find Maggie McCord. McCord getting held as she's cutting. And the Trailblazers will get an under OB here. And that will be the fourth team foul on Utah Valley. You know, like I said, it's easy to be ahead by one point. You know, when when you keep playing the style that Utah Valley plays, which is aggressive, which is right up in your face, which is not going to let you get a simple, easy shot, which is a good style, but Utah Tech's finesse ways have always been able to keep them ahead. They just have to find a way to simplify it enough to get this win. Trying to find options on the out-of-bounds play, and all Gillen can do is float it out to Brooke Vance. Everyone getting a touch here. Maggie McCord now has her catch straight away. Going to fire up the three and hit it. Nice three there by Maggie McCord. Straight up top of the key style. You can't miss it if you look right at the basket. Shot clock's off. Utah Valley's going to have to fire up something here. Oh, excuse me. We had a, a little malfunction on our monitor. 40 seconds to go. We apologize. And shot taken there by Fano is missed. And Utah Tech gets the stop. Brianna Gillen going up. And I believe she got hit, hit in the forehead there. That's going to be a foul on Utah Valley and two free throws for Brianna Gillen. You could have called it either on – you could have given it to Brianna Gillen or Emily Isaacson. Both of them got fouled as they were trying to come up with a basketball at the very end of that one as we see some of – I'm looking around here in the in the arena here as we're here, Spencer. I see plenty of Utah Tech fans. I see some, you know, some of the students, some of the fans, some of the parents, obviously the band. 
I'd be willing to bet that Cal Baptist is there as well, as their their next game will be against either one of these two teams. I see Mike Olson over there in the corner as we're uh, across the court from him. Brianna Gillen going one of two from the line. 25 seconds to go in this third quarter. The Trailblazers lead it by three. Obviously, we got the men's basketball team behind us. We got them cheering on the women. Blackham misses that one short from the left wing. Offensive rebound and by Tausinga and keeping the possession alive. Tough baseline jumper is hit there by Kaylee Ryan. And that jumper is going to only give Utah Tech a one-point lead as the third quarter has come to an end. Stay with us here. It's going to be an exciting fourth quarter. Utah Tech 58, Utah Valley 57. We'll be back here shortly on 903 The Blaze. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Second game of the Western Athletic Conference basketball tournament on the women's side of it. The Trailblazers 58, Utah Valley 57. One more quarter to go. And... I mean, just straight up back and forth. The first quarter, Utah Tech outscoring Utah Valley, leading it. Now at halftime, Utah Valley has the lead. And then the Trailblazers outscoring the Wolverines in the third quarter. So we'll see what happens in this fourth quarter. Hopefully it doesn't follow this pattern because then it's Utah Valley's turn to win the quarter. Trailblazers responding a lot better uh, on the defensive side of it. Fano... And Afoa have really had to earn it, the bigs for Utah Valley in this third quarter, and life has been made harder for them. Yeah, you know, but the thing that comes back to Utah Tech's favor is that finally they have some double-digit scorers. Maggie McCord's at 14 points. Brianna Gillen's at 10 points. Emily Isaacson is at 4 points. Amber Karsner is coming back into the game. She's got herself 4 points. <clears throat> but you got to give it to Utah Valley. Beyond has 12, and Fano has 16 in this one, and both of them have just been stellar and tough enough to keep Utah Valley in this game. They won't let them go away. Trailblazers got possession to start the half. So for this fourth quarter, Utah Valley going to start with it. The Wolverines... Don't live by the three as much as the Trailblazers do. Seven of 18 overall. Good for 38%. And Utah Tech, 10 of 29 from three. 34%. Maggie McCord, four of eight, though, from beyond the arc. She's done a great job for the Trailblazers, especially in this one. Bayon, Blackham, Fano, Nabry and Afoa, the 5-4 Utah Valley, the Trailblazers. Sticking with the starters who have been so solid this entire season. Brianna Gillen, Amber Karchner, Avery Papa, Emily Isaacson, and Maggie McCord. Yes, Avery Papa got the last bucket there for um, Utah Tech there. She did a little double 180 move, was able to go inside and get a good movement there. So she was able to get the shot there, made it plus three, and now Utah Valley's got free throw shots. Bion taking the jumper from the left short corner from about nine feet. Got some contact from Amber Karchner. She's in denial. 
and is shocked that that put Bion at the line. Well, the good thing is, is bonus don't go into quarter by quarter, so you have to start all over. So what would have been possibly a bonus situation for the next nine minutes for Utah Valley only turned into one foul. Which is what one of the few differences between the men's and women's at the NCAA level, but it just works really well for the pace of play and for the women's formatting and it's cool that they do it this way, similar to the NBA, once each team reaches five fouls as considered the double bonus. Which soon the men in college will go to that, but they stick with bonus and then bonus plus. Karshner has it at the left wing, working on Mabry. Pass out to Avery Papa, flies up the three and misses that one long, and Mabry of Utah Valley gets the rebound. 8.20 to go here. 60-59. to 59. Trailblazers still lead this. And we're going to get another foul here on Amber Karchner. Yeah, as Amber got called for a reach in there, and she'll take another seat. She just hasn't been able to get a game going today at all. Four points, a few foul calls there, and just hasn't been able to get her game going at all. Two quick fouls for Karchner and two quick team fouls. For the Trailblazers. Free throw jumper. Is missed. Just long there by Utah Valley. Rebounded by Utah Tech. Brianna Gillen going the other way. Going back to that spin that she loves. And Blackham is all over that. Able to get a hand on it. And it goes off of the legs of Brianna Gillen. Utah Valley basketball. Okay. I, I, obviously the referees didn't see a slap hand there. But nonetheless the ball goes right back to Utah Valley. Patient possession here for the Wolverines. Mabry has on the left wing. 2-3 zone. This possession showed by the Trailblazers. And Mabry gets open from the left wing, fires up the three, spins in and out, touches the glass, and falls in the classic toilet bowl. And that three falls, and Utah Valley is back in the lead, 62-60. Mabry pop from the left wing. Pass over to Stimson, and she definitely hopped. That's going to be a travel, and Stimson with a costly turnover for the Trailblazers says they're down by two with 7.22 to go here in our game. So four bad possessions in a row for Utah Tech there, while Utah Valley in their last four possessions, they've been able to walk away with some points. Not good for Utah Tech. Especially when something's open, you get your catch, you get excited, and Stimson definitely got those happy feet and... It was a pretty obvious travel there and just unfortunate there for the Trailblazers. But Stimson's there to make up for it as she gets a steal. And Bayon fouling Stimson as she steals it. Which all in all is pretty good foul there for Utah Valley. They're able to reset and not give up anything easy for the Trailblazers. And it's only their first team foul of the quarter. And we're three minutes gone in this fourth quarter. Isaacson, pass it off to Stimson, and Mabry going to get called for the hand check there as Stimson was trying to drive past her. So we are even at team fouls now at two apiece, which is under seven minutes to go here in our fourth quarter. 
as we mentioned, the winner of this one will play the four seed Cal Baptist on Wednesday. All these games here of the tournament being played in Las Vegas. Galen has it. Pass over to Stimson. Five on the shot clock. Stimson hasn't used her dribble yet. Now she does going right. And she gets tied up and kind of just gets lost in no man's land. And that's going to be shot clock violation. Two turnovers there by Stimson in this fourth quarter. And the Wolverines continue to have the lead here. We have been stuck at 62-60 for quite some time now. Yeah, almost about halfway to go through this quarter here. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the last few minutes. Jumper taken there by Bion. She loves that mid-range. And from 14 feet, she hits. The lead is four for Utah Valley. Brianna Gillen now driving. Had the positioning she wanted. She's been in that spot a thousand times and just was too strong on that layup. And defense rebound is hauled in by Utah Valley. 5.50 to go here. Three up. Spins out. And Emily Isaacson of the Trailblazers is credited with the rebound. Pass over to Stimson. And Stimson wastes that pass to Blackham. Coach J.D. Gustin got to look to put Amber Karstner back in here as soon as he can. Maggie McCord taking the three. She got some space for the Trailblazers, and she hits it. Maggie McCord keeping the Trailblazers in it with her fifth three of the game. A big three there by Maggie McCord. It's going to bring us to almost halfway through this game right now so far. 66-63. Utah Valley with the ball and with the lead. Five minutes to go here in our final quarter. Pass over to Fano. Fano gets it back to Bayon. Those two just keep passing to each other. And shot is just thrown up to beat the shot clock. And we'll get a shot clock violation. Weird position there by the Wolverines. Just as if they were stalling and they just selected to initiate their offense too late into the time of the possession and costly shot clock violation there. Great news there for the Trailblazers, though. Great defensive stop. Under five, media timeout. 4.45 to go here. Three-point lead. We're knotted up here on 9-0 through the blaze. Three-point lead for the 12-seed Utah Valley Wolverines over the five-seed Utah Tech Trailblazers. Been an exciting fourth quarter. As the Wolverines have outscored the Trailblazers by four in this quarter, which given them this score of 66-63 in their favor. Yeah, three-point lead in this one. And, you know, again, Utah Valley just doing very simple things, re- out-rebounding, out-assisting, and out-playing Utah Tech. I mean, they're not shooting particularly any better, but... When you're 10 of 11 from the free throw line, when you got plus seven in the rebounding section, and you're shooting just three tenths better at the three three points percentage better at the field, you're just going to take advantage of shots that you should get. Kaylee Bayon and Shea Fano both with 16 points for the Wolverines. Maggie McCord has hit five threes and leads the Trailblazers with 17 points. With her teammates Brianna Gillen in double figures at 14 and Emily Isaacson at 10. 
Trailblazers have hit 11 threes, attempted 31. And I I don't know, Martin. It's going to be exciting to see how it finishes out. It's going to be a lot of free throws, a lot of timeouts used, a lot of strategizing as this game has just been neck and neck ever since Utah Valley overcame that 11-0 deficit right at the start of the game. Yeah, they've been able to come over, overcome that deficit, and we're not able to go down at all. They didn't lose any of their spirit. They kept fighting in this one, and if they just come up with simple shots and have played simple as they can to stay alive in this one, it's only a three-point game. We might go to overtime. We might, you know, see an, uh, a, a thriller at the very end. After that meantime out, it is Utah Tech basketball. In the hands of Maggie McCord. She passed over to Avery Papa. All five of the starters on the court for the Trailblazers. Shot clock below 10. Brianna Gillen picks up a dribble at the left elbow. And I believe Maggie McCord once again drawn the foul on the cut. Yeah, Beyond Yeah, Beyond was holding her just a little bit. Didn't want to give her the release that she wanted. Under OB situation, both teams still under five fouls in this quarter. Gillen feeds Karchner. Karchner was in a weird spot, had to take one more dribble to get behind the three-point line, and she still fires it up from the left corner and hits it. A huge shot by Amber Karchner, and we are tied up at 66. The big three that Utah Tech needed in this one, they live and die by that three, but it was a big one. Amber Karchner (laughs) really is a microwave heating up any given moment, and she has the potential to take over this fourth quarter. The Wolverines, though, have just been fighting this whole game and to get another offensive rebound there and going right back up with it. They get it to go and take the lead once again by two. Yeah, and again, they just keep getting away with wrestling style, holdings, and all whatnot just to get those rebounds. They're doing a tough job about it. Mang McCord just cuts right across the face of her defender and gets her catch and the easy layup to tie this game once again. 3.20 to go here. So Sam Houston State, Bearcats were the nine seed. They upset the eight seed in Abilene Christian, 82 to 81. And we have another super competitive game here on our hands and this being only the second game of the tournament. Offense rebound by Utah Valley once again. Now we're under three minutes here. Seven on the shot clock. Blackham and Bion just giving it back to each other. Bion back to back to Blackham and she fires up the three and misses it long. And Utah Valley chases down and gets the rebound. The Trailblazers are just getting out hustled in these last few moments. Tafisi has been quiet this second half. Has it and gets it over to Blackham and to Tasinga. No one's really putting the ball down on the court. Everyone just passing around here for Utah Valley. As Fano going up with it gets her shot blocked. And the Trailblazers finally, after all of that, get a great defensive stop as they get the rebound. Avery Papa going left. Gives it to Brianna Gillen. She draws two defenders. Great hesitation. Sweet move there by Brianna Gillen. Caught up Tafisi. And she got an easy layup there after Tafisi broke down uh, and just slipped a little bit. Yeah, under two minutes left to go here. This is going to be what is always counts on. Utah Tech has 71 points in the last game against these two teams. They're right at 70. 
70 to 68. Utah Tech leading it. 135 to go here in our game. And Fano trying to back down Avery Papa getting it called for the travel. Great job by Avery Papa not making anything easy. And the Trailblazers get an absolutely needed stop to try to extend this lead to two possessions. Yeah, it's a big one right now. It's just above 90 seconds left to go. 95 seconds specifically, 130 to 135. Excuse me, 135 left to go. It's um, 70 to 68 still. So we get the replay of Emily Isaacs, uh, Brianna Gill's little pump fake there. Avery Papa leaves her feet, makes a good pass though to Emily Isaacson. Isaacson quickly dumps it over to Brianna Gillen. Brianna Gillen kick out to Papa for the three. She can't get it to go. Amber Carson gets the offensive rebound and goes up with it and misses her layup. And the Wolverines. Track down that rebound. And all Tafisi is going to do is just dribble past half court. And head coach Dan Nielsen going to take the timeout. Both teams have several timeouts remaining. Yeah, so it'll be just a quick 30-second timeout right here. So still 70-68. to 68. Utah Valley is going to try to draw some offense. And if I had to guess, they're going to try to draw something to put inside and then with a little kickback out to try to get a simple three-shot to maybe force Utah Tech into some bad transition, excuse me, bad half-court defense. But if Utah Tech can stay squared and not fall for anything too easy, they should be able to get out of this without any harm. One of the better shooters for the Wolverines in Blackham has gone one for six from three-point range today, has not been a huge answer for them as she has in past games but off the bench Mabry has hit two threes going two of four and Bayon going two of four as well still 104 left to go Spencer still I mean even though I want to call this game it's not over yet at all even though I want Utah Tech to win it's not even close gonna be a lot a lot of whistles a lot of fouls a lot of timeouts in this last minute as this game is only a two-point difference in favor of Utah Tech. Ten on the shot clock. Bion has it. She gives it in to Fano. Fano quickly gives it back to Bion. Bion loving the mid-range, taking the jumper from the short corner as she misses it. Ball going out of bounds and going to be called off Utah Tech. But honestly, who knows? That's really a tough call to make, and the refs officials are going to go to the scores table to review this one. I mean, this is a situation where the right call has got to be made. So thankful to instant replay because we are under a minute. This can automatically be reviewed. So both teams going to their respective benches as the refs are going to take a look at this. And I thought it went off of, you could have argued either a Utah Valley or a Utah Tech player. I thought it went off of a Utah Valley player, not trying to be so biased. I thought... Yeah, I thought it went up beyond. I, I, I thought I saw beyond when it last. So we get another replay of this. It's reversed. And Amber and, yeah, it went off Beyond's hands. It looks like Beyond's hands. I mean, really hard to tell with this camera angle. It's going to be between Amber Karchner's hands or Shea Fano's hands of Utah Valley's. Well, after it went off of either Carson or Fano's hands, it looked like Beyond just tapped it enough to knock it out of bounds. 
Somebody's hand came in late. I saw another hand. Monitor doing a good job getting as close up as we can. And I I still have no idea. I, you, so, Karsner, Fano, and it looks like Papa's hands are all being involved. And then there's a the third hand, and oh, okay, that looks like Karsner's hands. I don't know. Now I don't know anymore. Maybe I'm just... I don't know. It was the original ruling was Utah Valley basketball, and that might just end up being the case because it's too hard to overturn anything given the situation and the replay angles. But we will see momentarily what the ruling ends up being. We remind you that tomorrow night, first round of the men's basketball side of things for this conference tournament, Trailblazers will be taking on. Stephen F. Austin at 9 o'clock p.m. We will have that one for you here on 91.3 The Blaze. So tune in for that one or be our guest. Go have a fun little staycation in Las Vegas. Go support the Trailblazers and go eat some good food, win yourself some money, whatever you please. We welcome you to do it. I'm definitely taking you, uh, since we're out here in Vegas, let's go to a, we're going to a taco place after this because we've got to get some food before we drive back to St. George and call it a night tonight. <clears throat> Which, by the way, you're driving, and I only got about ten dollars worth of gas, so we got to make that last. We can make things work, I guess. The officials are still reviewing this. <coughs> now they have broke out the huddle, and we're just going to stay with the call on the court. So it's going to be Utah Valley basketball. Forty seconds on the game clock, twenty on the shot clock, and a wasteful pass there by Utah Valley. Avery Papa coming down with the steal. She got fouled, and she got fouled hard, but she came over the ball, and <clears throat> nobody's in foul trouble. There isn't any teams with any players in foul trouble or with extra fouls or anything like that, but it's a good idea to take Beyond out of the game because considering it was it was actually Fanu who got hurt. Fanu, excuse me. So it looks like there's going to be a timeout. Maybe another official review? No, it just looks like a 30-second timeout. So another timeout taken. We'll keep it here, though. This is big, Spencer. This is big. This is a two-point game with just under 40 seconds left to go, 39.6. You got an opportunity here to put the game up by either five or, um, excuse me, to go up either, yeah, to go up five or four and to give the other team and a, a, a scenario where they got to play catch-up pretty quickly. Utah Valley has no fouls to give. Trailblazers have a few, only with two team fouls. This is just the moment where you know, don't try to do anything cute. Just let Brianna Gillen handle the ball here, keep it in her hands. So if she is fouled, she's the one at the free throw line and she can drive and find an open shooter or just go all the way herself. I mean, you've got to give the ball to the best, you know, assist shooter. I mean, excuse me, assist passer in the WAC conference and one of the best three-point shooters in the conference itself. The best player has to have the basketball. Utah Tech able to advance it and passed into Avery Papa. 
Utah Valley did not need to foul here. Plenty enough enough time on the game clock. If they do, it goes in a get, bonus. For them to get another possession out of it anyway. All they need is a stop here. Trailblazers is going to wait for the shot clock to trickle down. Probably going to go at eight seconds. Brianna Gillen now driving. Just a five out. She had no one to help her and not able to get the layup to go, though. And timeout taken by Utah Valley. It was so spread out. Brianna Gillen just had on an island, had a one-on-one, no help defense in sight. Made the right move, just was not able to get the layup to fall. Nonetheless, the Trailblazers still lead at 70-68, to 68, but the Wolverines are going to get another crack at this and be able to advance it. So it's going to be a side OB pretty much at the Utah Valley bench with 10.9 seconds to go here. I wish they would have given Brianna that opportunity to do kind of a 180 spin, kind of stop, pay, pump fake, and then come up with a layup shot there that she could have gone in with to make it a four-point game, but Utah Tech's got to come up with 10.9 defense worth of, got to come up with 10.9 worth of defense to stop Utah Valley right here before going overtime because I don't think they'll be able to get off a good three-point shot. I could be wrong, but I think they're going to try to go for a tie plus an A1 to force Utah Tech into a scenario where they have to call a timeout and move the ball up. And, and I believe what the Trailblazers are going to do, what head coach J.D. Gustin is talking to his team about, is they do have fouls to give. So you might see one or two attempts of intentional fouling here by the Trailblazers to disrupt Utah Valley's offense so they can't get anything set and just you know kill a little bit of time. Which wouldn't be a bad idea considering you got th- three fouls to play with before you get to the bonus. Utah Valley does not have any fouls to give because they're, they're stuck on four fouls right now. And this is you know game 30-plus. We're in postseason play, so I have a firm belief that the Trailblazers have practiced this. And if head coach J.D. Gustin elects to go with this strategy, that the Trailblazers can execute it. We said 10.9 seconds on the shot clock. The officials have bumped it to 11 seconds on the dot. Be exciting to see how this finishes out. The winner gets to see at least one more game, gets advanced for the next round, which will be on Wednesday against Cal Baptist. At 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock start like this one. It'll be a late start to, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock for the men's. Here we go here. Inbounded. And now into Beto. She goes up with it, can't get it to go. Excuse me, Fano, she can't get it to go. A jump ball is called, but that is still possession for the Trailblazers. So Utah Valley got a pretty good look, something that they wanted. But Utah Tech was able to haul in that defensive rebound, even though it was a jump ball. Possession arrow still points to Utah Tech. So great defense stop for the Trailblazers. They get possession back. All they have to do is just successfully inbound this ball without turning it over. And they will do that momentarily. Another timeout taken by Utah Tech to advance the ball here. And that's, in, in my opinion, I think that was a lazy jump ball call right there. I think Beyond just had one ball on the hand. She was trying to rip it out of Isaac's hand, but Isaacson had the full possession of the basketball. Beyond was just trying to put a hand on the ball to try to get a jump ball called, and I don't think that referee should have stepped in and called it right there. 3.9 seconds remaining. 
Utah Valley has already on the court, ready to go here. Trailblazers still have not broke the huddle yet. And that's good strategy. Don't give the other team an idea of, of them either, you know, getting getting an advantage. Don't give them any advantages. Just keep it just keep it to where you keep playing guessing games. Karshner inbounds it to Isaacson. She's immediately fouled by Talsinga. So Isaacson will have two free throws. Utah Valley still has timeouts though, so if Isaacson does not hit both of these. Wolverines will still be able to call timeout, advance the ball, and have a chance to tie or win the game. So knock down the first. Isaacson hits the first free throw, which is huge. 71-68. Utah Tech leads it. One free throw pending. And Isaacson does her job, hits both of them. The Trailblazers lead it by four. And Utah Valley turns that one over. The Trailblazers are going to survive this one. The five seed advances here, beating Utah Valley. Great job there by our Lady Trailblazers. They're going to play Cal Baptist on Wednesday in the second round of the WAC tournament. 72-68 is your final. Absolutely exciting finish. It was not the game we were expecting, but it was action-packed, and at the end of the day, Trailblazers win it. Yeah, 19-11 on the year. Obviously, the win won't go into conference play. That's all all over at this point. But my point is, on all of it is, it was a great game by Utah Tech, a great way to climb back into that one, not to give up anything so simple and easy in that one, and to come out as the victors in this game. And they have to get ready for California Baptist on on. On Wednesday, it's going to be a big one against the Lancers. The Lancers beat Utah Tech 75-71 earlier in February. So a big game here for the Trailblazers to move into the quarterfinals of the WAC Conference Tournament. Now, Spencer, we get to move from the Michelob Ultra Arena for tonight, and we get to go to the Orleans Arena on Wednesday. Yeah, the Orleans Arena finishing up West Coast Conference action uh, in these next two days. And the Trailblazers win it 72-68. to we're going to take a break here for a couple of minutes. We'll be back with our post-game action, post-game coverage of this one, all of it sponsored by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Wrapping up here in the Mitchell Boltra Arena in Las Vegas, the Trailblazers come out victorious in the first round of WAC Conference basketball action, winning 72-68 over Utah Valley Trailblazers. Able to go 3-0 against the Wolverines this season and will play Cal Baptist on Wednesday. Same time as this one was, 3 o'clock. We'll have that one for you here on 91 through the Blaze. Hard-fought game, Maggie McCord. Leading Utah Tech with 19 points, five threes. Hit a huge one late there in the fourth quarter. And a lot of lead changes. It wasn't an exciting game. But the Trailblazers come out victorious. We're able to hold down the fort in that fourth quarter and add on to that lead that they had at the end of the third. Brianna Gillen, 16 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Doing a little bit of everything as she normally does. Emily Isaacson contributing with 12 points. And those two huge free throws that boosted the 
Trailblazers lead to four points, which was eventually the final result of this game. Yeah, it was the final result of this game, and four points as it was as Spencer to end this game. And four points is actually a funny thing because how many times did we say a four-point deficit, a four-point deficit for Utah Tech versus Utah Valley throughout the end of the first quarter, throughout the second quarter? There were some times in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter Utah Tech was down by four. They had to keep it within by four. They had to keep fighting and keep fighting. And Utah Valley was getting the ball inside and creating opportunities off the glass and creating, you know, three-point chance opportunities after opportunity after opportunity. You know, let's not take away anything from Shea Fanot, who had 18 points, 12 rebounds, and, I mean, 6 of 17 from the field is not a bad night at all, Spencer. Most NBA players would love to be 6 of 17 from the field with those type of numbers. So, you know, Utah Tech played really hard down there at the very end. We just heard Coach J.D. Gustin give his post-interview um, there after the win. You know, he said, you know, Emily Isaacson is expected to take those type of shots towards the end of the game, who was the big-time player to step up for Utah Tech late in this one to get the win. Uh, Isaacson finishes finishes with 12 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist. Brianna Gillen has 16 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. She almost had herself a triple-double. Um, you mentioned Maggie McCord. Avery Papa had 8 points in this one as well. So there was a lot of great team play in this one to crawl back in after being down by 4 a lot in this one and to win the game by 4. In that interview, head coach J.D. Gustin mentioned that at the start of the season, one of the goals for this program was to win a game in the conference tournament and just so special. It was just so cool to see that hard work pay off and Coach J.D. Gustin was just ecstatic that the Trailblazers are still alive and were able to accomplish that goal and we'll get to face off against Cal Baptist in just over two days on Wednesday. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one against the Lancers. Last time the Lancers and the Trailblazers for the women's team went off, it was 75-71 win for California Baptist over Utah Tech. And so Utah Tech's going to have to find a way to, again, erase that four-point deficit. They lost the game by four points. There was a four-point deficit in this game against Utah Valley. They have to get over to four points. They have to find a way to get plus four, not minus four. And if they can find a way to turn that minus four into a plus four, they should be successful against California Baptist. They have their entire starting lineup that they want out there. Obviously, Amber Karcher didn't have a great game. She's one of those players that can go off from time to time. But you're two big stellar players that keeps your offense alive as Brianna Gill and Emily Isaacson were able to have themselves a bounce-back game, a consistent game, and get some help by Maggie McCord, who is an unsung hero for this women's team. Yes, Maggie McCord, your Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln player of the game with the team high and game high, 19 points, 7-11 shooting, Five of nine on threes. And, I mean, every time she shoots it, especially with that catch and shoot just in rhythm, kind of a Clay Thompson-like arch, just rainbow three, and and it tends to go in over 50% from three-point land she was today. So great job to Maggie McCord. Congrats to her and to the Trailblazer team. And Brianna Gillen, as we mentioned, who are an all-whack first-team honors. Yeah, so let's paint the rest of the bracket picture for you here on Utah Tech Radio. So we do know Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston will match up in the quarterfinals. The first game of the day will be at 12 o'clock on Wednesday. Then following that will be California Baptist versus your Trailblazers at Utah Tech at 2 p.m. on Wednesday. 
And we do not know the winners of New Mexico State versus UTRGV or UT Arlington versus Seattle U, but the winners of those two games will go on to play Southern Utah and Grand Canyon Wednesday at 6 p.m. and at 8 p.m. So those are your four first set games, but it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top towards the very end of the season. I mean, at the end of tonight, and we'll see who the four quarterfinal matchups are for tomorrow. Yeah, that game between New Mexico State and UTRGV is just about to get underway right after this game as both teams are warming up and that tip-off is scheduled to be around 6 o'clock. And then following them, UT Arlington, Seattle U at 8. And that will wrap up our first round of the women's side of things. And like we've mentioned, tomorrow will be the first round for the men's basketball teams. And we will be back here on 91.3 The Blaze at 9 o'clock for Utah Tech against Stephen F. Austin. We're super excited for that one. I'm the so Trailblazers only played the Lumberjacks once, not twice, no, during no. the season. And that was a game without Cam Gooden as well. And that was a game you and I called, uh, Spencer. That was a home game after they lost to Sam Houston State on Thursday night. So we called that Saturday night game. And there were points in that game, Spencer. I know we're trying to wrap this up, but my point on it real quick is there was points in that game where Utah Tech offensively were keeping up with Stephen F. Austin. They were down by five. They were down by four. They were down by as much as seven at some point in that game. But in the second half, Utah Tech's offense died out late. Stephen F. Austin did enough on offense and did enough on defense to get away with a slight double-digit win in St. George, Utah. So will Cam Gooden be a big enough of a difference to make that a, a closer game that's going to be the coin toss for that one. If we do win, Spencer, the matchup that everybody went nuts for in this state, the Battle of Southern Utah, could be a possibility in the quarterfinals with Southern Utah and Utah Tech. But we got to get to tomorrow night first before we can think about Thursday night. Yeah, super excited for that, for the potential. We'll have to wait and see. We will see you tomorrow night. Coverage beginning at 8.45 p.m. on 91 through the Blaze. Thank you for being with us. The Lady Trailblazers win it 72-68. to that does it for us today. Back to the top music here. Top 40 hits on 913 The Blaze. You've been listening to Utah Tech Athletics on Utah Tech Radio 913 The Blaze. Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information on Utah Tech Athletics, UtahTechTrailBlazers.com. Thanks for listening to Utah Tech Radio 913 The Blaze.